Welcome to Photodump. This is a podcast by and for working photographers with Ren and Jen. Leveling up. It's something that I hope to do for always. I imagine that when you stop leveling up, that's when you become kind of stagnant in your career. And I could see that as being really boring. But I also would like to get to a place where I'm not losing sleep (laughs) over most of the shoots that I have to do. Yeah. I don't know. I guess there is something nice too about once you get to a place where you are super comfortable that you're going to ever shoot and you feel confident and that you know that you can nail it. There's also something really nice to say about that. You know, I think I'm just thinking back on my design job. And once I had worked there for many years, and I finally got to this point where I could do it with my eyes closed backwards kind of thing. (laughs) And then once I left that job, because I wanted to actually pursue photography, that's when I was like, wait, why did I just do that? Because it was so easy and and comfortable. Comfortable, Now this new world is so scary. And how am I going to make money? (laughs) And how am I going to make money? But yeah, I don't know. There is something nice about that too, in a different sort of way. But obviously, you always want to, it always feels good to like grow and learn new things and just, you know, expand your breadth of work. Honestly, I think it also kind of depends. I used to really envy people that stayed in their comfort zone at that, you know, they just had their full time, not that full time job is a comfort zone, but that just had their full time work that had their clock in clock out hours. I had friends who didn't necessarily like what they were doing, but they were, it was, you know, eight hours a day, they didn't have to take their work home, they had a a regular paycheck coming in, they had paid time off. And I was so envious of people that could maintain that the same routine day in and day out, because to me, I was like, that looks so comfortable. And so nice. Yeah. But I tried it. I mean, we both had full time jobs. And I think it's just there's different personalities like yeah I feel so alive when I'm scared (laughs) (laughs) I mean I think there's also something to be said you know when you're a creative you know even thinking back when on my design days you know I worked at an agency that worked with different clients but we mainly worked with mostly the same clients and a lot of those clients already have like a style guide and established look and feel and really it was very hard to push you know, Coca-Cola to do anything besides what Coca-Cola wanted to do kind of thing. Right. So even that, you know, to be challenged creatively is also really nice. Mm -hmm. You know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking when you're first starting and even now, it's still kind of nice to have some comfort in between (laughs) the mix, especially as a freelance photographer to always have, you know, big commercial jobs is like great, but then also could be potentially super nerve wracking every time. But having, you know, Every now and then you have a job that's like, okay, this is like something I feel really good about. I know I can go into it and kill it and not lose sleep and want to throw up every time about it. (laughs) Exactly. And actually going off that, I feel like the nice thing about having that comfort zone is that when you are in that position of leveling up, or at least for me, I get really nervous and I lose sleep and it's all I think about up until the shoot, but I'm able to talk myself down. Like I know that I'm actually capable of doing what I'm setting out to do. It's just that I haven't ever done it in this specific capacity 
But if I talk to myself, I'm not doing anything different. I'm just doing it slightly at a different scale or a slightly different approach. But it's not like I'm going in blind. So I shouldn't be as terrified as I am. Right. And I think, you know, something I like mess myself up about mentally is that you have a portfolio that someone is hiring you for. So however you shoot... That is what they're hiring you for. And I think on some bigger commercial jobs, I get scared because there's just always a lot more people involved sometimes in the commercial stuff. And I get nervous about the equipment that I'm using or like, am I bringing enough stuff that makes it look, you know, a certain way or whatever. But like, I always have to step back and remember, okay, they're hiring me because they like my portfolio. And however I get to that point is my way. Absolutely. And actually, the really cool thing about getting hired for your portfolio is in the bidding process, you're trying to sell yourself, you're trying to get hired. But I found that once you're actually hired, they trust you completely. And I think I'm always nervous that someone's going to second guess me or someone's going to regret hiring me. But I've, in my experience, has always felt like full trust once you're chosen. Like mm-hmm. I remember I was doing stills on a commercial shoot one time with some directors that I'm friends with and they were doing huge commercials and they were I mean this was when we were all in our 20s like they were young these like young 20 year old directors that were leading this pre-production meeting and I could tell just based on the energy in the room that they could literally say anything and the client would be like, yes, oh my God, that's great. I Mm -hmm. love it. Because they were all, they had already like crossed that hurdle Mm -hmm. and now they were just fully trusted. And I do have to remind myself that sometimes because I do have the insecurity of, oh, what if I'm on set and they're just like, we hate what you're doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's never happened, knock on wood. And I don't think that it hopefully will ever happen. Yeah. Like some of the stuff that the director was saying, I was like, kind of sounds like he's pulling this out of his ass <laughs> a little bit, but it sounds good to me. <laughs> you just have to say it with confidence. Yeah, exactly. Did you have any shoots that kind of stand out to you as big, monumental? It's like, oh, I have, I'm leveling up here. Yeah. Any job that isn't a small client, but when there's just a lot more people involved, I get super freaked out for whatever reason. Thinking back on one of my first commercial jobs that I had, actually you were Digi. Oh, that one. Yeah. I mean, that was like one of my first commercial jobs and really the creative wasn't even that. It was so in your wheelhouse. I mean, it was just (laughs) everything like, it was just like, oh, this is a Jennifer shoot. (laughs) But also that shoot was like, I think we just shot on a seamless and then they ended up cutting it out. Oh, no, I thought it was different color palettes. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was like really nerve wracking going in. But I'm like, oh, I'm not doing anything super intensively different. There's just a lot of people watching you. Yeah, there's just a lot of people watching me. And then there was two sets. It was a video set and then a still set. And there's just like lots of parts and pieces and people and multiple producers. And so and also like one of my first bigger jobs. It just felt really scary. Mm -hmm. How about you? 
Oh my gosh, I, I have a few, but this one is kind of funny. So I worked on a car insurance commercial. It was it was my first big job. When I first got the inquiry, I didn't see it as a big job because they were they were like, oh, can you shoot stills alongside a video production team? And at, the, at that point in my career, I think my day rate was maybe like $1,500 a day. I felt totally fine with what they were asking. And then and somehow in the negotiation, I ended up getting $5,000 a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was a three-day shoot. And I was like, holy bleep. <laughs> like, I'm making fifteen grand. As soon as it shifted from $1,500 a day to $5,000 a day, the scope did not change at all. But I became instantly terrified oh yeah for sure to me the stakes were so high because i'm like what if they're not happy what if their expectations are too high for me right and i mean and that's the thing whenever i get really nervous i i tell myself you just have to get there and put in the first hour and you'll be okay it's just the drive to work and then you know meeting everyone i was also a, a very like secondary like not important at all in the shoot so i had to befriend the cinematographer and the director director you know I had to really get in there because no one likes the sales photographers on those shoots <laughs> anyway after the first hour I was like okay it's gonna be okay everyone's great everyone's really nice we're having a lot of fun and then I remember the creative director came up to me and he was like I really like your book and I was so new to photography that I didn't know that book meant portfolio <laughs> and I was like oh my god he has me confused with someone else <laughs> I was like, I never sent him a book. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. But it ended up being fine. And I couldn't believe how much money I made. And then they ended up hiring me again. Yeah. So I was very thankful for that gig. But it was just funny that that rate increase just instantly sent me into it. Like instead of being happy that I'm making all this money, I wanted to back out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know exactly the feeling that you're saying. And I, I get that too. I think it just feels like somehow the stakes are higher, even though nothing has changed. The scope is the same and your portfolio is still the same that you signed on for. But yeah, just because it feels like they're risking more money exactly it's the risk yeah but you know also for a lot of these big brands it's the same level of risk that they're putting towards a lot of other things I know it's just hard it's hard to remind yourself that yeah did you have anything similar to that ever I mean recently I just did a, a celebrity shoot Ooh, that was probably the biggest celebrity that it's ever been on my set and that was really nerve-wracking just because she's a fashion model that has been in very many things and had many people photograph her but she was very chill and I psyched myself out about it more than yeah what were you most nervous about it was a shoot for packaging and I was using somebody's a celebrity's hands originally they had a hand model who was going to be the hands for this shoot but the celebrity decided that she felt that it was important for her to be the hands on this packaging. And she was also not within, not in the United States. She was traveling abroad in Europe. Oh, gosh. And she literally flew to LA for 24 hours for this shoot. So then I instantly just freaked out because like, oh my gosh, it's like a really big <laughs> deal. And not that I don't feel confident in what we're doing. It's, it's a very simple setup. But I, I think just certain people when you're on, on set with them, the, you know they bring this like presence and 
ultimately I was like, who's the person making all the creative decisions on set? And it was like, oh, it's her, the celebrity. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I just didn't know what to expect or how picky or easy she would be. And obviously she does this for a living and where people tell her what to do with her face and her body. And so me telling her what to do with her hands is not going to be that big of a deal. But I think it's also easy to compare yourself. You're thinking about all these other people that have done the same job and how they're doing it and how you compare to them. Yeah, like you don't want to come across as amateur. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But it was really fun and she was really nice and totally psyched myself out about it for no reason because I think it turned out really well. That's great. I hope. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first time I did a celebrity shoot, I was terrified. It wasn't anything that I hadn't ever shot before, but it's hard to explain. Like, celebrities are hard to explain because they know that they're famous. They know that everyone knows who they are. But it's like, how do you act natural? Because they're just people and you have to interact with them in the way that you would interact with anyone. So I get in my head of, oh, how do I act natural around this person, even though (laughs) I know that she knows that I know she's a celebrity, you know? Right, yeah. So I just, I get really in my head about just being casual. No, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's like trying to be casual and cool, but not too fangirly. Yeah. I also like don't want to know nothing about that person. But then is it weird to know things about that person? Because if I was meeting any other talent, I would know nothing about them. Right. You would never know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. They're very... I actually shot another celebrity. I shot two celebrities last month. I feel like I just don't even know what's going on in your life anymore, Jennifer. (laughs) I mean, I haven't... You know, you know everything. It's uh, for the cookbook. Oh, that's right. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Generally speaking, you're always being hired for your portfolio and likely they're picking stuff that they have seen in your work. And there was one job that I had and it was for a billboard and all of the creative was stuff I could do, except there was one call out that they kind of changed afterwards where they wanted like flying food. Oh, (laughs) I was super nervous about that one because... I don't have a lot of flying food in my portfolio. And I also just felt like to, in order to achieve that, we needed a lot more time than was allotted. And so just walking, talking through that and then working through that process creatively, I also, I ended up testing at home. Oh. Just like throwing some food around to, to make sure that I knew. How to shoot it. Yeah. Like that my approach was going to be solid. Like I always feel like. Because you weren't going to actually string it up. No, we weren't going to string it up. Dang. But in the end, we came up with a different solution that we didn't actually have to throw any food so we actually shot it top down oh interesting and then they composited okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I don't know I feel like I get so in my head about that stuff because I know that the lighting is is gonna be different if it's being shot top down versus straight on yeah yeah but it, it looked okay yeah it looked okay actually the reason why we ended up shooting it top down was because I saw something and I ended up asking Marion oh. how she would have approached that from a food styling perspective. Nice. On this specific shoot, I didn't pick the food styling team and they already had an in-house person. So I never really had a chance to like talk to her about it. And so 
I had just asked Miriam, and it just happened to be the one image I showed her was something Miriam had actually oh, styled. That's amazing. And so, yeah, she shot it top down. So then you were like, okay, guys, this is how we do it. I know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've done it a million times. Listen to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like their ass is totally something that I could have done. But given the time frame we were on, I think we literally had between 30 to 45 minutes for this one shot. And it was like lighting everything for those toss, like food throwing in the air shots. You just need to do it multiple times and get certain pieces. And then they end up compositing those together. But yeah, that was made me think of one of the jobs that was like a really felt like a really big deal because it was going to be on. I knew it was going to be on a billboard and we didn't have a lot of time for all the things that they needed to do in that one day. (laughs) But I've seen the billboard and it looks great. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of Marion, one of the things that I saw as leveling up was working with teams more and more. Right. Because when we first started out, it was just us. And then once we started actually getting the inquiry and the budgets where we could have a proper team to me that was that was a marker of okay I've leveled up in the playing field a little bit because now I can be in a more collaborative workspace versus just wearing all the hats and right yeah I mean I definitely think that's also coming with more money yeah you know when they have more money then there's more at stake but there's more people to help support you and that's just scary because it's new and different. Everything new and different is scary. But also so exciting. But also very exciting, for sure. Yeah. What about comfort? I mean, I guess we talked about comfort zones and how we appreciate them. But then also, I guess we can talk about how sometimes comfort zone can get really boring. You have a good story on that. I'm still really happy with my comfort zones. (laughs) I love I love my comfort zones. I mean, a, a positive comfort zone cookbooks, for example, when I first the first cookbook that I did, I like the first few cookbooks that I did, I was so nervous. I felt like I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It was actually also towards the beginning of when I was starting to work with teams. So I didn't feel totally comfortable being in that space as much. You know, cookbooks are also usually one to two weeks long. So it was just a lot. It was a lot to go in without actually having experience Mm -hmm. with it. Yeah. And so I used to get super nervous about cookbooks. I would spend a really long time prepping for it, just thinking about it, over preparing And now cookbooks to me are the comfort zone that I love because I'm just like, ah, a cookbook. Great. I can have fun for two weeks and Mm -hmm. hang out with my friends and make really beautiful images. And I lose zero sleep on it. And I come to set rested. I can wear cute outfits. (laughs) To me now, I, I mean, it's so nice to have a fun comfort zone like that. But I had a I had a reoccurring client a few years ago that it was very it was a very comfortable zone shoot in the sense that I don't know it's kind of hard to explain but it was just so basic that sounds horrible yeah, I think, <laughs> but it was just so simple I think their approach that what they were asking for was simple and it wasn't anything that was out of your wheelhouse yeah it was not challenging whatsoever and it wasn't a big team so they knew what they were signing up for. You know, I feel like the stakes were obviously a lot of money for this small business, but at a point where like you've done this many times and so it was 
an easy way for you to go in and approach it. And they were fantastic people. They were great clients, but it was just as far as the work was concerned. I think I was just at that point so used to working with teams, working with light, lighting everything. I hadn't used natural light in years and the food was gorgeous. I'm going to make this beautiful lighting. And she just kept wanting to simplify and simplify. And I got to the point where I was like, why am I even lighting this? <laughs> I, I could tell that I was starting to feel kind of resentful. And I didn't I didn't know if I wanted to I was like, I don't know if I'm the right fit for this. Like someone would be really excited to shoot this. And I just feel resentful. But it was also reoccurring. You can't complain about reoccurring work. Yeah. I mean, it's just you need it as a freelancer. It's not that even that you need it, you appreciate it. I feel very grateful for it. Right. Knowing that you have monthly by monthly work all the time guaranteed. So like if shit hits the fan, you at least have that. That's always something really nice to have. Yeah. And I think to what your point was, you know, I think for that job, I felt like it was maybe harder for you to see potential growth with them right. specifically. But I definitely, there's been definitely moments where I have reoccurring clients where I'm like, oh, I just don't know. Like, this is really challenging. It's gotten to a point where it's not even fun challenging. It's just uh-huh. hard challenging. And you don't know how to make, you know, TikTok videos. Any, right. Like, I don't know how to elevate this TikTok approach that you want to do anymore. <laughs> right, because I'm not a 19-year-old. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think something that also in a way has challenged me for my comfort level jobs is to try to think about some of the approaches that they have or like the the creative that they want and like how I can make this unique or different or light it in a certain way. So that's kind of where sometimes I have some, you know, reoccurring clients where I'm like, okay, we've done work for this client for so many years now. And it's just to the point where we all feel very confident we can do it backwards, upside down, eyes closed. (laughs) So how do I make this fun and different for myself. And so that actually has been my new challenge on certain jobs and just like trying to bring the spark out of that thing that I've shot so many times. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's exactly that's exactly what you have to do. And I remember having a conversation with Sam about it. He was like, you need to find that one thing that you're going to be excited about showing up there for. And I had to really think about it because I just was feeling so like underutilized that Mm. I was just like, there's nothing. (laughs) But I mean, you know, then I was just like, you know what, I haven't shot with natural lighting in a really long time. We don't have a prop stylist. I'm going to get really creative with the surfaces that are naturally in the environment. I might use, you know, the floor, like the edge of this table or whatever, you know, just things that I was had the luxury of not having to do in a studio. Right. And also, because the shoot itself was so simple, I started having fun by coming up with different concepts, because she was so receptive to new ideas that I was like, all right, I gotta I gotta feel creatively motivated in some way. So I'm just gonna throw out some ideas. And I think really focusing on the gratitude part, it turned out that once I accepted the job for what it was, I was able able to not hold specific expectations that I was holding yeah and just kind of come to terms with it and then ironically I don't know like a month or two after I fully accepted (laughs) the job went away but not because you weren't doing a good job it was just no yeah it was just uh, life changed yeah that was an experience also a great like it came at a really good time where that steady income was just so needed yeah 
and it was so secure. And so that was kind of what I was having a hard time with that I knew people would kill for that stability, but I was wallowing about it. Like I felt so disgusted by myself. (laughs) You know, you brought up this point that I feel like also applies in my life right now is just setting expectations. So even if you have a comfort level thing or whatever it is, it's like, as long as you set your expectations, you understand what you're signing yourself up for. I feel like it makes everything easier. And (laughs) I'm saying this now because we just went on a family vacation and people were like, how is it? And I'm like, it's very different. But my expectation were that it is my toddler's vacation that I am going that me and my husband are attending with her (laughs) with that said like we had a great time she had really fun and like was it something that I like wanted to necessarily vacation probably not but like you don't want to go on a sesame place vacation (laughs) what (laughs) yes I think setting your expectations and knowing what those expectations are and then like how you can you know make it fun for yourself even in those comfort level jobs is always nice yeah Definitely. What about when you are on shoots that have really low budgets and you're back to being a team of one? I feel like that is not as hard as the lighting, the natural lighting. Oh, interesting. I think because I still really enjoy doing a lot of the things. And yes, it is hard. It's like a different, it's uncomfortable comfort I guess because you don't have team members to rely on. yeah you don't have team members to to rely on going back to that shooting with strobes and versus like natural like natural was so comforting to me before and strobes freaked me out yeah and now when I do have to shoot all natural I'm like wait what I'm this is very uncomfortable to me (laughs) I think in the beginning when we were doing those kinds of shoots too we were younger in our age and also new in our careers we were super hungry we had all of the energy and all of the motivation that you need to take on those jobs we were like I will do I will do this for zero (laughs) dollars I will cook style and make you props for nothing (laughs) exactly because you you like genuinely wanted it you were just at the point where you were trying as hard as you could and I feel like once you make it to the point where you're like oh this is my career this is my job I mean I think career and job are a little bit different I feel very lucky to call this a career I wouldn't call it a job but sometimes it does feel like a job that you have to show up for Mm -hmm. even if you're just not feeling it or you're not feeling well or you're feeling burnt out or uninspired or whatever I feel like once you kind of get to that level it's harder to take those wear many hats shoots because you don't have the bandwidth anymore because you're thinking about all of the things on your day-to-day job career that you can't just you can't just be like I'm gonna do the food styling prop styling lighting editing retouching all of it like you just don't have the energy or desire sometimes and not to say that it's all about money but I think once you realize how wonderful and amazing it is to work with a collaborative team and create beautiful images once you have to go backwards and to do all of that yourself. It's just a lot of work and your quality of work has changed, right? Your expectations of what you can achieve have changed. And I think we've talked about this before. I feel confident that I can make you a beautiful image by myself, but it's going to take me way longer than it would if I had a team. 
what my standards are now are much higher for myself. Right. Like you might not feel happy with what you're making by yourself because you don't have those extra people to bring it to the place that you know you can get it with a team. But I think it's like a good a good thing that's showing showing how you grow and improve. Show that we leveled up. Yeah. Ding ding. ding. Level up. I think at this point, I feel very grateful that I don't have to say yes to that work unless it's something that is really inspiring or there's, you know, a really, really exciting concept. It's just about the creative. It's about doing something with very little, but feeling excited about it and feeling, you know, creatively inspired by it. That I will do any day. Right. But if it's, if someone's just like, I have zero dollars and I need you to food and prop style this and it needs to be 20 images, I'm going to say no. <laughs> right. And it's like not something that you're motivated by or like inspired by or there's work that you do in the beginning that you're willing to do because you're hungry. And not to say that we're not hungry now, but we're a different kind of hungry now. What I think about currently in my career with leveling up is I want the budgets to get bigger and bigger. And it's not about a bigger paycheck. It's just about bigger budgets means more resources and more opportunity to make something so exciting and different because you actually have the equipment, the team, the time that you need to make really beautiful work. And so I'm constantly working towards those bigger and bigger budget shoots because I want to make images that to me blow my mind. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Of course, you just want a paycheck, Ren. Uh- <laughs> I know you. I also need to pay rent. So and I also want to go on a vacation. (laughs) I do feel like saying no to work is a very privileged place to be in. And it obviously takes a really long time to get there. And and I think it's a sign of leveling up. I think it's a sign of leveling up. And because I remember when I was first starting out, I actually had the pep talk with myself of being like, you need to say yes to everything. Yeah. Because that is the only way you're going to learn what you can and cannot do, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. But also, you really need to make money. <laughs> and then I think, too, there's a point in your career and everybody's career where you have to learn when to say no to those jobs. Because in the beginning, it's very easy to say yes to everything. And I think if you're at this point in your career where you can save up some money before you you know, make the jump to whatever you're going to do, and that you can be selective about the jobs that you are taking on, that is ideal. I think it's very easy to get into the yes, 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 yes. And then you're doing all this yes stuff that you don't want to be doing. And that is the beauty of reoccurring clients too, is if you find one or two clients that come to you every month or two, my goal when I was starting out was to eventually get to a place where, and it comes and goes because it's not consistent, but I've had clients that I worked with for a year that covered all my base needs. It covered my rent, my groceries, my bills. And so I knew that I could get that from them. And that allowed me to be selective with the work that I really wanted to do. Yes, 100%. And that's such a gift. I mean, I'm just always so grateful for people that are that just stay committed. There's something really comforting and nice for the clients that to continue to come back to you. Yeah. It's really interesting how certain clients just 
shoot with so many different people. Not necessarily like that their creative has changed completely. Right. They just want to try different people. Yeah, they just want to try people, different people, which is like great. Seems like a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of work seems like. That just reminded me of the inquiries where the clients have a really low budget and they're like, we want to shoot all the time. So this is the first of many. And I'm always like, "Mm, that means I'm never going to hear from you again. Yeah, it's like (laughs) hoping this will work out or like or they they don't even come to you with a great budget and then they want to do this all the time. And it's like, this is still really hard. Um, well, that was great. Here's to leveling up, guys. If you have any comments, questions, or ideas on future episodes, email us at photodump.club at gmail.com. Photodump is created by Ren Fuller and Jennifer Chong. Thank you to Sam Fuller for our cover art and overall tech support. Our music was created by Daniel Smith. You can find me on Instagram at jchongstudio. And me at Ren underscore Fuller. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.